So I basically like the, the, the business ran by itself last summer. And that, that was like, you guys taught me um, leverage. Mm. And it's, it's really last year that I was able to like fully grasp this concept and see other people be happy and enjoy their new responsibility in the business yeah. just made me click. And like people want to do more. People want to, to feel like value. Yeah. So my job as a leader is to make them shine. Yeah. I'm not the star of their show. They are. I'm yeah. going to set everything up so that they can like succeed and like make clients happy and just feel good about themselves. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Really, really um, excited. We've got just an incredibly amazing, inspiring young leader, uh, Hugo Joffrey. Hugo is um, an operator who has, you know, just very, very apparent charisma, passion, you know, high, high relationship abilities. And he joined our program and got off to a good start and then really, really struggled. And uh, he tells the the story of that struggle, and he tells the story of that recommitment to sort of saying, "Hey, what could he do?" And he talks about an incredible second year of of running his business in a completely different way and seeing all sorts of different opportunities as a leader. And then finally, uh, he got the opportunity to be a mini district manager, which is working with a couple other operators while running a team. He so performed so well that he actually got the opportunity to work with a full team and he is absolutely crushing it. He will be the you know, highest uh, performing rookie district manager in a whole, whole number of years um, in, in Quebec. Just a, uh, I, I'm sure he's going to return a, a, an enormous group of his incredibly passionate leaders on his team. And we just can't wait to see what Hugo is going to continue to create in our business and beyond. So I know you're going to love this podcast um, and uh, you know what we're up to, you know, we're up to finding other amazing, you know, young leaders, making a difference in their life, making the difference in, in the broader life of community uh, of our community. And so if you know of any amazing young leaders, please send them this podcast and, and, and about the transformation of Hugo. And uh, you could go to our website, studentworks.com. You could send me an email with somebody or any feedback for the show, Thompson at studentworks.com. Have an absolutely incredible day. Thanks so much. Well, Hugo, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Thank you so much, Chris. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you called it, Hugo. You went and told me yeah. uh, I, this last year. You said, I'm going to do so well that you're going to welcome me onto the, uh, on the, onto the podcast. So first of all, I just uh, wanted to start there. <laughs> yes, so well done. Yes, I did. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and it really just speaks to, you know, we really create our worlds. We really create our yeah. worlds with what we think. And then as a result of what we think, we change our habits, we change what we're doing, and then our lives change. So, so that's just yeah. one, one example of that. So let's jump back three years ago. You know, yeah. who was Hugo uh, before the program? 
I think before the program, you go with a, a cocky, confused little guy that, that uh, thought the the world owed him something. Ah. Um, I think it was a, he was a, a kid that uh, never um, was really challenged before. Mm -hmm. So he didn't really knew what it takes to create uh, great things. Like I kind of always had it, uh, not easy, but I was able to pass by like school, sports, like um, thing that I wanted to do. But uh, yeah, this program was the, <laughs> the, the, the biggest challenge I had to face uh, in all my life. Yeah. So, 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 you know, an entitlement doesn't work in, in high performance, right. You know, and, and this yeah, type of thing, no parking. right. Yeah. There's no parking. <laughs> exactly. No parking. So tell us about your first year experience. Cause I, 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 I know that was a real tough one. You know, it was a really, really challenging yeah. experience for you. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I was, uh, really cocky and overconfident. I had previous sales skills. Um, before entering the program. So I was uh, like communication and relation always being uh, one of my strengths. So mm -hmm. when I started, marketing was also just like kind of easy for, for me right. to just like go knock on people's door. I already did some um, some sales and like a cold approach yeah. in Quebec. Basically, we were selling a spray can that clean cars. But we okay. used to do our pitch when people put gas in their car. So we, do, we just travel gas stations from gas stations. So uh, cold, approach, cold approach was nothing new for me. Sales also not really new, but like we start with this, okay? Yeah, yeah. Everything, everything seems, everything seemed good. Like the ocean was calm, and then recruiting started to uh, to, to begin, and there was this was in a whole new skill that I didn't have really experience in. So uh, it's uh, I can say this is the first adversity that I faced. Yeah, and I really did, didn't took it well. I felt kind of, kind of like bad on myself that I, I was not able to have the results that I wanted with the amount of work I was putting. Same thing with uh, production. So, uh, yeah, as soon as uh, things that I didn't do previously came, uh, it kind of like cracked me and made me realize that I wasn't that, not so special after all. <laughs> well, I would disagree. I think you're, you are so special after all. And, you know, you found some areas where you were struggling. And, and it's interesting, by the way, one of the things that we do find is many times are sometimes our biggest risk operators are the ones who are most gifted because you could have seen coming into training that you were really gifted. You have a lot of raw skills, a lot of raw, you know, just charisma and uh, personability that, that is very apparent for you, but for others. So, so you mm -hmm. just think, oh, I will just take the world by storm. Right. And then, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you know, I need to change. So what happened yeah. when you needed to change? How did you, how did you cope with that? Really not well. Like in my, to be, to be hundred percent honest in my first year, I, I went in like a little depressed phase for like two weeks. It was uh, the, like the hardest time uh, of, uh, of my life. Yeah. And what I realized is that, and this is, I realized that through all of the great coaching that this program provide so I just realized that I was kind of uh, in a victim mentality of things are happening to me instead yeah. of, well, things are not happening to you, boy. You're like you're doing, you're doing things and you're just like, uh, I recall, uh, you're just getting back like what you put out in the world. Yeah. So as soon as I click like that, and by the way, shout out the seven habits of highly effective uh, people. The first, uh, the, the first chapter is about like yeah. productivity and, and, and this really opened my eyes up, made me realize that. I, I sometimes I don't have direct control in something, but I can still influence the situation. Okay. 
So uh, this mixed with I'm responsible for, for other things like having a tough conversation with the client. Yeah. You know, like not, not closing my eyes on red flag. I think that was the biggest thing for me um, in, in my first year. I really tried to uh, like put problems in boxes and, like, and just like throw them away. But <laughs> I, I it doesn't work so well. When you do that, no, like the problems just like grow and grow and grow. Yeah. And, they, and, and, and they, they come back in your face and just explode. Yeah. If you like, if, if you suck and share like five, six problems and they're gonna, all going to come at once. Yeah. You. So yeah, that that's what me in the like uh, depressed phase because it was like way too much at once to to handle because I didn't handle anything in the yes. previous uh, previous week. So you know, I totally I totally get it, and and so you know, you struggled through that season. You know, you sort of got through. So you know, all of a sudden you're looking at a decision. Gee, do I want to come back and do this all again? Like you know, how's that going to go? You know what what made you you know think that hey i, I want to go do this i want to go conquer this well uh like we said uh mommy didn't raise a quitter so uh <laughs> like at the end of the summer i was i was so convinced like it was so clear in my mind i was like there's no way i'm not going back okay. and like proving to myself that i can do that okay. like impossible so um yeah i uh i had to ask you guys to, to come back <laughs> and uh, the deal was i had to to help my new dm like with his recruiting season to show that i was willing to like work hard and uh, do what i needed to do so i did that came back and uh i think it was uh one of the like second best decision in my life the first one is just entering this program in the first place right right yeah no and 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 i and one of the things that we do for for our leaders listening is when we have someone who hasn't performed the way they wanted the way we wanted we'll put extra challenges uh for them so that they can feel like they're in integrity they're going to come into the next year and perform and that's exactly what hugo did you know uh hugo grew his business from 46,000 to 115,000 so yeah. and just just a completely different experience so so other than COVID, we'll come back to COVID, but other than COVID, yeah. how did you experience your second year as a leader? How did you, how do you feel like being, being a leader and what, what, what was, what was different? Okay. What was different, uh, is something named uh, Bradley James Santos. So shout out to, <laughs> yes. to, to you, Brad. So, uh, yeah, what was different in my, first of all, in, we have something called the fall season, which is, uh, basically after the production and before the next year starts. So before this fall season, I, this is when I started to, uh, to read books. Okay, so I, I just spent all, all of the fall season like uh, on, on a couch, like reading, 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 reading everything that I was just bad at. Okay. Try to try try to uh, to, to uh, level up my uh, my weaknesses while still like doubling on down on my on my strengths, but really like learn about recruiting, how to manage. Like you said in the beginning, I, I had some um, good like raw skills and kind uh, of like a, a charisma, and I think I just I just put put too much emphasis on that. Like I yes. I uh, I, uh, I had to grow every every uh, like other aspect um, just to make like me a better leader at the end. So yeah. that was that was uh, like the student mentality of always wanting to grow was something mm -hmm. uh, different, and then just being able to enroll a partner in my business and really like grow something bigger than what i did first year with uh with the business was uh was also something that uh that, that really changed the course of my uh, my second year in the program 
For sure. For sure. So, so, you know, number one, seeing your strengths and recognizing that I had a group of areas that I needed to grow. So that strength mm-hmm. could foster, foster and grow. Recruiting, you know, Bradley uh, for our leaders is, uh, is Hugo's uh, production manager. Now one of our top operators in the business uh, on, yeah. on Hugo's team as a district manager. So, so recruiting really key people, enrolling them, engaging them again, using yeah. your charisma to enroll and engage people to sort of set a bigger future for them and then going and creating that. Right. And you really, really had an incredibly powerful summer last season, you know, and, 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 and and the number ended up being 115, but in a non COVID world, I think that would have been in the high one hundreds is my sense or more like just, and it was really difficult to judge our year last year, just because of the, the shutdown that was, was our, our, our March and April uh, and even early May last year. Yeah. And also, like, what I really enjoyed by the business last year is uh, it was like we have something called uh, the lifestyle business. So I basically like the, the, the business ran by itself last summer. And that, that was like you guys taught me um, leverage. Hmm. And it's, it's really last year that I was able to like fully grasp this concept and see other people be happy and enjoy their new responsibility in the business. Yeah. Just made me click and like people want to do more. People want to to feel like value. Yeah. So my job as a leader is to make them shine. Yeah. I'm not the star of their show. They are. I'm yeah. gonna set everything up so that they can like succeed and like make clients happy and just feel good about themselves. Fantastic. So so what was what was your experience of COVID? You know, we got shut down. How how, how did yeah. how did you experience that, Hugo? I adapted quickly. Like I didn't uh, okay. fight against it or anything. Much like like it's the same thing. What's in your control and not, you know. Like okay. uh, I spoke with uh, Olivier Grenon. Shout out to Ali uh, yeah. yesterday, and he's like, okay, so let's say you're you're in the traffic and you know you're gonna be five minutes late. Are you gonna act crazy in the car and like be frustrated and yeah. this, or are you just gonna put your favorite like song up, just enjoy the moment and like take ownership that you're gonna be late. And that's that. That's the same like mindset of like I'm not gonna fight against it. I'm yeah. just gonna cope with it and adapt and try to like do the most of this situation. Which now with feedback, um, I think that I uh, limit myself on what I could do with COVID because I have a good friend, uh, Louis. Shout out Louis, who mm-hmm. basically cracks some insane cells like with FaceTime and Zoom and everything. While the order was like, hey guys, like keep it down for the beginning of COVID, everything. Louis, Louis went hard in rack sales. I use this time to also read books to prepare right. for production season. So it was more of a, I use this time as knowledge and build the business. I, I didn't go and get uh, as, as much sales as I should with feedback now that right. I know, but right. I, I really like prepared my summer fully to have a, a great one. Fantastic. So what do you think top performers are doing differently? I think the uh, all top performers have the student mindset. Like they all want to get better. They all try to analyze what they're currently doing to find ways to improve this, their system or just how they're living life. Mm-hmm. Top performers know that business and personal problems are the same thing. Right. So they try to improve themselves, not only the business, but like they know they're a big part of the business. And I think just sheer amount of, uh, of input, like big, big weeks and every hour must be efficient and maximized. Like the same thing is in uni, in, the, in, in school, people are like, oh, I study 10 hours for this. 
okay, but like, what did you do for 10 hours? Right. You know? Yes. Like, if I can study three hours and get the same score as you, as you and you study 10, well, you may be study 10, that's hard work, but not really efficient. Like, I think the performers, every time they go out and work, they work. Like, they, right. they, they, they go hard, they try to get like everything that they can. And when it's time to relax, they also can relax and like, um, how can I say, like click off work. Yes. Like yes. get out. Fantastic. And so what made you wanted to start coaching, you know, young entrepreneurs and, and pursuing the role as a district manager? Um, my, my vet dear, for real, like, like I said, I, I, I learned leverage last, last year and how to like create a culture. I had, it was so fun running the business last year, like really, really fun. People came after work to my house. We're like uh, having having great time, like just yeah. get, getting like learning about each other and just like enjoying yourself. It really felt like a family. Like I said in the beginning, I'm I'm really huge on like relation. Mm. Um, and this is uh, one of the motto that we have: relation are everything. Yeah. Work. I'm really I really embed this. So yeah, I I just wanted to build my uh, my own family. And be, be able to like be the be be the one who can like guide them and make make them shine more. I, this is what I want. I always did that with like my cousin, my right. my brother, like all the time. So now it's like I can do this for for a living. That's awesome. Just learning the skill that I know. Okay, so when you're a creator, you 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 learn how to like run the business, um, like hire like people really like, kind of basic stuff. Right. When you're a coach, like their true ability is being able to take someone with great attitude and yeah. willingness to learn and being able to tell them whatever you want. Like right. take someone and just build it into a superstar. Right. And I was like, this skill is so important if, if I want to like have my own business later and being able to like scale something big and powerful, I need to be able to develop people. Hundred percent. I love it. I love it. I, I'm just feeling the passion. So, uh, so, um, what surprised you most about being a coach and a mentor? Oh, okay, okay. I like this one. So, <laughs> okay, when when you're an operator, you have kind of control over your guys. Hey, go clean that brush. Hey, go redo that cut line. Hey, go do right. this. Go do that. For sure, it's not like this all the time, but you have this power. Right. When you're a DM, go try to, to check your like rebellious operator and be like, hey, go do marketing. Hey, go do that. Go do this. There's no way. So when you're a DM, you don't have control. You have uh, influence over them. Okay. Like, yeah. Your job is to guide them through uh, to, to make a real realization on their own. There are right. different types of realizations. Some are bigger, bigger clicks than others. But your job is to do that. So instead of being like, hey, go do door-to-door, uh, -door, I was like, what do you think is the impact of you going do, doing this? Or like, what would you benefit from this? And right. make people on their own want to do it. Right. I think this is the, the, what really surprised me because at first I was, uh, I was kind of like, I, I, I kind of got mad at people when they were not listening. I was like, why are you not listening? I'm, I'm your coach. Like, there's a reason I'm here, you know? <laughs> and then I just realized that, oh shit, I didn't listen to my, to my DM when I was an operator also. So it just made me click. I'm like, okay, from now on, I'm never gonna get mad or like, uh, um, hostile. Don't like speak louder yes. or, or anything. I'm just gonna stay calm and try to support them as as uh, like the the best that I can. If I need to like repeat something ten ten times to someone, well, I'm gonna do it. Right. And every time I'm gonna do my best 
Okay. I'm not going to quit on anyone. I believe in all of the people in my team. All of them are superstars. And my job is to be patient. Okay. Because my coach was patient with me. And that's, yeah. that's how I'm, I'm, I'm here now. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And I, I know one of the, one of the best practices we have is we, we are, our, our coaches listen to our coaches and watch our estimates and watch our coaching sessions. So I know I've listened to many of your coaching sessions, Hugo, this year, and you've made a lot of progress in just your coaching and your listening and questioning and, and yeah. helping people discover their answers, you know, just because yeah, you're listening. right as, as leaders, as leaders, we, we, we want to discover what's right for ourselves. If someone tells you, you're just not as likely to really get it. And that's really what Hugo's pointing to. Um, and it's sort of the model that we use in this role. So how do you think this experience will be helpful to your career and your life? I want to start by saying just my life. I, since, since I'm in this program, I have a better relation with my, like I, I have many ads. Okay. I'm a brother. I'm a boyfriend. I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a son. Okay. So I think that the skills that we learn here are um, applicable everywhere. Right. So my relation with my parents was better because, okay, I, by default, I was like the really like rebellious kid who like yeah. do, did what he wants and everything. So now the skills I have are uh, enables me to have uh, discussions and just like express myself and especially listen to people. Like this yeah. is so important. And when you're an operator, you you talk most of the time, don't really listen. Yeah. When you're DM, you learn to just shut up and listen, <laughs> like ask questions and just be generally interested in what people are telling you, you know, yeah. don't think about your next question, just yeah. listen. So I was able to listen to my, my parents that I was uh, rebellious uh, with them for a couple of years and just see their point. I'm like, oh shit, I'm really like that. Fuck, that's not cool. <laughs> I mean, just like being able to like uh, fix, fix those relations, just being a better, better boyfriend, like listening to what my, girl, my, my girlfriend said. And um, yeah, so that, that's for personal life. And for my career, I'm now able to enroll someone that has great attitude and teach him what I want to, I want to teach him, which like for me, because like we won't say career for me, my career is going to be something with either people in this program or like, like business on my own. And like, I'm, right. you, you guys kind of fuck me over because there's no way I'm going to go back to employee status after that. <laughs> No, like that's that's impossible. That's <laughs> we like ruined we life. ruined your life, Hugo. We ruined yeah. your life. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I have a, a second performer in the team, Jeremy Godreau. Shout out Jay. And Jay is like, after this program, like this program is the like is the the start of my new life of me like never being an employee again. I was like, yeah, yeah that's so powerful. <laughs> We're so young to be able to say this. Yeah. And um, yeah. So okay, to just to go back to the question, um, yeah, just having the skills to be able to enroll and teach people what I want is definitely going to help me um, achieve what I want in, the, in business and life for sure. So if you're talking to a young person who wants to jump into entrepreneurship, if you had to give mm -hmm. them just one piece of advice, what would it be? Mm, biggest piece of advice is uh, DM me on LinkedIn so we can chat more about it. But <laughs> um, <laughs> biggest piece of advice is I, what I see most about uh, people our age is Analysis, uh, paralysis. My paralysis. So just, yeah. They're just thinking too much. Guys, like everything comes with action. You want yeah. doors to open? Well, I, I don't have a mentor. I don't have contact. I don't have this, don't have that. Well, nobody has it by default. Like people that you see now, because I, I get this a lot. Well, now, now you have a contact and a mentor yeah. and everything. It's like, yeah, because I, 
I took action. I decided that, you know, yeah. like it, it, it was not, it was not in, in sense. Yeah. So just take action, guys. Find something that you think you want, think you like, and try it. Yeah. And you're gonna you're gonna learn like ah oh, like you're gonna learn what you don't want and what you want by taking action. Yeah. If you still like just think 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 and never do, you're always gonna find like pro- uh, problems to the new solution you found in your head. Like yeah. there's always gonna be something that's gonna stop you from, from doing it. And sometimes you just need to like have the fuck it mentality and just jump in the pool straight. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, and action, action is, is, is the key. And obviously that's a real focus of our, of our, of our business. So what, oh, yeah. go, yeah, exactly. What good habits should someone want to model after you? Okay. I, uh, when I saw this question, I was like, I'm going to ask you to everyone on, on the team to have okay. like an outside perspective. So, um, I ran some polls and the most, uh, okay. The, the, the two most, uh, the answer that came was first of all, organization. Which okay. is funny because if you ask my coach and tell him how organized <laughs> I am, we're DM. It's not. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm definitely not the best on that chart. So organization and um, the second one was uh, uh, just having a, a great routine. Like okay. every day, I, I, I have the three main things that I do, which is like workout, either like boxing, kickboxing, something like physical. Okay. Then coach hour, which is perfect because you're either sweaty, you're hot, and you go into coach hour is like a reward. And after that, after the coach hour, when you get out, you're like. You're softer, you're soft. So then meditate for like 10 minutes. Breathe, awesome. like be in your head. And I, I call this like the one, two, three combo. Awesome. And uh, after doing that, uh, like the day just, just get, get better. You're more grounded. You have done your, your, your workout. So yeah, th- those were the two things like from outside perspective, like the people in my team, organization and their routine. But for myself, what I would say is the best, best habit is First of all, like I said, the performers, the student mentality, like every day I want to improve something. Like mm-hmm. I just want to be like a better version every day. Yeah. Then ask for what you want. So mm-hmm. I asked to came back. I asked to be a, a DM. He said, yeah. DM. Then yeah. I, I, I delivered. I went to DM. I asked to be on that podcast. No, so yeah. ask for what you want, but then make sure to deliver like as <laughs> much as you can. If you yeah. don't deliver, you're going to... In French, we have an expression, which is like, uh, screw you over, kind of. It. If you ask and then don't, don't deliver. Don't deliver, yeah. If you deliver, you just build the reputation of being the guy that when you say something and ask for something, people know they can trust you and like, okay, yeah. like, he, he, he's going to handle it. And um, the last one is like, try to, uh, to be outside of your comfort zone as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Example for me is doing this in English. Yeah. Um, which like you stressed me in the in, in the beginning. Now I'm good. Now I'm good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, being outside your comfort zone, ask for what you want, and um, I yeah, having a student mentality, I think for me is uh, the the three most important. Fantastic. So yeah, I wanted to acknowledge you. Like one of the fantastic things about our organization, um, well, actually, a weakness that really is a strength is is that is that I can't speak French. And so as the leader of the organization, for me to interact with our, with our French first operators who Hugo is a French first operator, you wouldn't know it listening to him now. And his French has improved and improved and improved and improved. And so this has happened for many, many of our, of our operators in Quebec. And, and so that they gain this, 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 you know, really, really powerful skill. They've got another language that they're really, really strong in communicating at which is mm. wonderful. And I want to acknowledge you for stepping into that. And just because, because again, 
you know, for me to be the leader in Quebec, you know, we, we I've got to be able to speak English. That's the only language I can speak. And I know, you know, for people listening here, yes, we've got lots of French breakout rooms and we've got lots of French only training. We've got French only coaching. I know Hugo will coach in English and coach in French for, for yeah. operators as determined. But I wanted to acknowledge that. And one of the other things I want to acknowledge, uh, Hugo, is just that you have all, you know, been a, uh, as we like to say, a request for coaching. You know, you, you've always mm-hmm. been, hey, coach me. And, and hey, yeah. what book should I read next? And there's not enough of that in the world. And that's what really powerful people do. I was just listening to a podcast recently. This person went and sold his business for all sorts of money. And he's, you know, now a really, really powerful CEO coach. He runs a CEO coaching business. And he was, and he was just talking about, I've got a problem. I go read books. I've got a problem. I go find coaches. I got a problem. I'm going to go, I, I, or I see an opportunity. Let's go be in action to, to find resources. And that's, that's what you are, Hugo. And there's so many resources in our business. And, and even as, as you've spoken about it, you know, you're, you're acknowledging again, people in the program, your coaches, the, 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 the people on your team who are just making a huge difference in your life. So, so it's just, it's a circle. Yeah. So, you know, really awesome. Yeah. Thank so, you. And uh, um, I, I, I just want to add something that I, you, you talked about resources. When I think that one of the biggest resources we have in this program is the people that are uh, in it. Yes. Like my, my coach Pat and, and you guys. And I just want to like, let's be real for a moment here, okay? Like clearly you're the real deal, okay? You could be like somewhere else running like a bigger company, making more money, but you decided to be here with us, investing mm-hmm. in the youth. And when we see this, it's I think it's, easier for us then to, uh, to run our own business seeing like all the support that we have like when we went in Kingston for the training yeah. you decided to be in our bubble yeah. meet us like spend the whole week with us like talking learning like who we were and like this for me was like such an like eye-opening that you from where you are like all of the people in the game team and you decided to be with the new guys like the French new guys like wanted to meet us and yeah, this I think had a great impact on uh, like my my whole year, just like having you spend the whole the whole week, like being able to um just like learn learn from you also with all the discussion we had, like that's super powerful. So thank you. Well, for thank that. you. Well, thank you for acknowledging that. And just for the backstory for our leaders, we were absolutely gifted this past fall. We did a recruiting training last summer in Toronto when the numbers were low enough. And then all of a sudden we were scrambling. We do this five-day retreat with our DMs, which is really just a facilitated conversation amongst yeah. 23 people or how big the, the team's just going to grow next year. And then all of a sudden COVID hit and Kingston allowed us. It was big enough. They were, we had zones. So we all traveled to Kingston. And then one extra step that we took was let's break down the groups into, into hives groups of six and, and a group of five. And so, so Patrick and I jumped in the group with Hugo, Lucas, and Louis, and we just felt like our biggest growth opportunity was in Quebec. We've got some really, really powerful leaders there that are just going to crush it. Uh, shout out Brooklyn as well. Um, <laughs> so we had Brooklyn in another group. And so we were basically sharing because we had to make a choice. We went, let's, 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 let's jump in here. And it was really awesome because it was a it was a real opportunity to to meet, and that's one of the biggest things that COVID has has impacted us. I was saying on a on a training um on a, on a training a Zoom training the other day, I've only met two rookie franchisees this year. It's just insane, like just how much time I usually spend face to face with people. We can't wait 
until you know uh, the vaccination process, et cetera, the numbers going down allow us to go out and uh, and, and and get all reconnected, uh, you know, personally outside of Zoom, and we're doing everything possible you know, in this, in this COVID world, there's no excuses. We're, we're just crushing it and uh, we're having our best year ever. So it really is remarkable. So, so thank you. Thank you for that acknowledgement, Hugo. So final question, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind? I, I kind of give, give it a, a bit of the answer earlier. I think a leader of tomorrow is someone who's able to um, make other people shine. Like uh, on, on every, every great team, as a great coach on the bench. Like if you want to, if you want a championship team, you need a championship coach yeah. and the coach is not the one who's under the spotlight. So yeah, I think like great leaders are not the, like the star player. Yeah. Great leaders are the, the coach on the, the coach on the bench who just uh, orchestrate everything. So yeah, there is someone who's passionate, who wants to um, help other and is really to uh, be in the shadow so that others can, uh, can, can take the glory. For me, this is a this is a, a great leader. Fantastic! I just love that, and just acknowledging, you know, that it's always the most powerful thing to do as a leader. You know, accept accept the praise and spend it back. Send it back to the to, to again to the to, to the team members who are creating what you're creating. And I'm 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 just you know, it's just been awe inspiring, Hugo. You know, just your road. Obviously, it started bumpy. You know, it's, it was really, really bumpy. And I remember, I remember reaching out to you, uh, trying to reach out to you when you were, you were struggling that summer and, and, uh, you know, no, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to come back. And, and, and I remember, you know, just your journey and it's been really, really inspiring, you know, of, of coming and, and you've got 10 really, really amazing, you know, young leaders who are just really, really making progress. And again, working as a team, developing each other, working for each other. And, and, and again, I wanted to acknowledge all the hard work, all the commitment and, uh, you know, so excited to see what you can create the rest of the summer, you know, and moving forward. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, awesome. So, so you go have a fantastic day. I know what you'll end up doing is go get on the phone, go get in the field and go work with yeah. your team. <laughs> yeah. So, so take care, Hugo. Cheers. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Hey, leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now, and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply, and I can't wait to see you on the other side.